0: Hello, and welcome to Live Well with Jacqueline, the podcast. I am so glad that you're here. Today's episode is five myths about fat loss. I was inspired to do this episode, not only because I'm currently in my own fat loss journey, and when I see others doing what I want to do, I always feel a little more seen I feel like I have a buddy who's doing it alongside me. So I feel a little maybe more encouraged. Not alone, if you will. Kind of like when I started Sourdough. And I was like, I want to do this. But holy moly, I got to find some people who are doing this thing. And, and what are the things I really need to pay attention to? I was into the Facebook group, Sourdough Geeks. I was all up in the gram with different accounts. I even dabbled in the TikToks. Not even play in that playground because I was like, I need support, and so I know when I'm doing something, a lot of people are very curious and to what's behind the scenes and what's really going to work. And I'm here to tell you, I'm not bullshitting when I'm doing this fat loss phase. I want to get in, get out, get done, which means I'm going to do it as effectively as possible. And I want to share with you the things that I'm focusing on and, and the things that a lot of times people will say, well, maybe I'll try this and this, and then they're not getting the results that they want. So, so let's break down the five myths, all right? The first one, and if you listened to last week's episode, you're going to already know this one, it's that cardio is your best bet for fat loss. I know. You raised your hand. If you're like me, again, I'm turning 44 this June. I was marketed to, hey, 1,200 calories for you. Get on the treadmill or cardio elliptical or Stairmaster for 45 minutes to an hour. And you're going to lose your body fat. And you're going to be skinny. And you're going to have the body of your dreams. It's not true. I watched all too many women just hammer that cardio machine or cardio-type activity, and then they're exhausted. They're depleted. They're not recovering. And the worst part is they're not getting the bodies that they want. They're not having the fat loss that they desire. Those machines often overestimate the amount of caloric burn, and the second you hop off of them, they're done burning calories anyways. Your best bet for fat loss is a combination of walking and strength training. Yep. So walking, ideally, you're walking between eight to 10,000 steps a day if your desire is for fat loss. Okay, that's just a nice general rule of thumb. And I'll tell you right now, that's a lot of steps. It is not easy to do. I hope you feel validated when I say that, by the way. I want you to know, eight to 10k is not necessarily easy. I Just in living, I get 3,000 steps a day. That's it. So I have to intentionally get my butt outside and move. I have to go for a walk. If I don't get outside, I have to get downstairs on my treadmill. And we're talking at least a 45-minute to an hour walk every single day. But I know that that kind of movement is going to set me up for success because it's not going to inhibit... My ability for recovery is not going to inhibit my ability to show up in the gym to push as hard as I need to in my strength training sessions. And it's just going to really give me that kind of understanding and knowing this is what I do every single day. I don't really have to change much, but if I can reach this goal of 8 to 10K a day, this is going to feel like I can check off that box. I did my walk. I got it done. And I know that I'm doing the things I need to do in order to have fat loss. So that feels really good to me. All right, number two. You cannot spot reduce body fat. And let me tell you, this one angers me. I've had saddlebags on my hips since I was 18 years old. Always wanted liposuction. Don't like the hip dips. Showing up in jeans, looking dumpy in a swimsuit. At least this is the story I've told myself, right? That's a story I'm marketed to, preying on my insecurities, making me feel badly. I don't have these perfect Barbie doll hips with a thigh gap. Well, let me tell you what. I even had liposuction in that area, and the fat still came back. So no, we're not spot-reducing body fat, even when you have it sucked out of you. So let's start with that one. But number two, exercise-wise, you can't do it either. Body fat decides where it's going to come off of you. You don't get a choice. You don't get to do crunches and say, well, let's blast abdominal fat. You don't get to do kickbacks with the cable machine and burn away that booty. It sadly does not work like that. It is an overall calorie deficit, which means we have to eat less calories than our body needs every single day, that's going to allow for fat loss. But here's also the caveat. In order to have just fat loss and really minimize lean muscle loss, because when you're in a calorie deficit, your body's just hungry, so it's going to take from both, we're going to strength train and eat protein so we can protect that muscle. Which leads me to number three. Strength training will make you bulky. You know what? I wish it did. (laughs) Truly, I have a goal of getting really strong-looking arms, really strong-looking legs, a booty that's popping in my jeans. And I'll tell you what, it's hard to put on muscle. For me, because I've been lifting for a long time, strength training, resistance training, lifting weights, all of that is your secret power. I am telling you this because I want you to know Your strength, not just physical, but then your mental strength, is something nobody can ever take away from you. And as we age, all we need to do is ask our bodies to continue to get stronger and maintain that strength. Why? Because it's going to help you be the healthiest version of yourself. Not just for aesthetics. Listen, I want to have nice shoulders in a tank top. Do you want to have arms that feel nice and sculpted when you're sliding in that dress? What about when you're pulling your pants over your booty and you're snapping in that waist, you're feeling, you know what? I feel like I'm filling out my clothes in a way that makes me feel confident and good. Strength training, resistance training, building more muscle is your answer to that. You're not going to get jacked. You're not going to get too bulky. In order to do that, you would have to lift such an incredible amount of weight and probably be taking steroids and do things that honestly aren't necessary. Really what we need to do is focus on putting those muscles underneath a certain amount of tension, executing that performance, so making sure that you're moving in a way that's going to prevent injury that's also functional, that's going to ask you to say, all right, here I am in this day, in age, in my body. I'm not getting any younger. How can I make sure that I don't tweak my low back? How can I make sure that my upper back pain and neck pain are feeling better? It's strength training. It is getting stronger. And nobody can ever take that away from you. The kind of confidence that comes from getting stronger in your body really will also transcend into getting stronger in your mind. It starts to permeate other areas of your life. Here's another one. Fat loss is easier when you have more muscle on your body. It's less of a fight. Muscle's hungry. It wants to eat. And so when you're feeding your body to grow that muscle, the body's like, all right, this feels really great. Let's continue to grow. Let's continue to change our body composition. What does that mean? Let's put on more lean muscle mass and let's lose some body fat while we're at rest. The muscle is going to help you lose that body fat. How cool is that? Okay, here's another myth. Certain foods will help blast belly fat. I feel like this is one of those clickbaits, you know, when you like scroll down at like some MSN article or something at the bottom and there's that blinking banana and they're like, eat this one food and you'll lose all that abdominal fat. And then you click and then you're going through some wormhole in the internets and you're all of a sudden trying to buy some tablet that's powdered whatever from Central America. No, is the answer to that. We cannot eat a certain food That will burn fat in our bodies. It does not exist that way. The way that you lose fat is by being in a calorie deficit. Again, a calorie deficit is just eating less calories than your body needs every single day. That's it. It's really simple. So an example would be, let's say for me, for Jacqueline, to just wake up, live my life. No, do nothing extraordinary, not even go to the gym, not even go for a walk, but for just for me to wake up, do my day, then go to bed. It costs 2,500 calories. If I want to lose body fat, I need to eat less than that. And you want to be in a calorie deficit to do so, which means we can do mild, we could do moderate, we could do severe calorie deficits. Do not recommend the severe not sustainable, will not feel comfortable. You will also lose lean muscle mass. So a mild to moderate deficit would be anywhere, if based on that example, around a 250-calorie to 500-calorie deficit. And then we figure out, are we losing body fat? And we know we will be by taking measurements, by taking pictures, by seeing how clothes are fitting, by knowing that we're eating adequate protein, which the recommendation is one gram of protein per pound of desired body weight is the easiest way to do it. So like, let's say you would like to weigh 150 pounds. Then your goal amount of protein is 150 grams of protein. Whoa, you might be like, holy smokes, Jacqueline, I am only eating 60 grams of protein. Cool. Guess what? You have an opportunity for growth here. You have an opportunity to bring in more. Let's roll it in slowly. Break down your meals so you're eating about 30 grams of protein per meal. And that's how you can climb your way up to your goal. Okay? So that eating protein, plus doing resistance training, lifting weights to get stronger, to build more muscle, so you'll burn more body fat while you are at rest, will help you to reach your goals much more easier. Okay, the last one. Hormonal changes after 40 make it impossible to lose weight. You're destined to have this body. Hey, it's menopause, perimenopause. I was told this was going to happen. Here's that belly fat they swear was going to come on. Oh, I've never seen that before. I'm doing everything I used to be doing, and now I'm just gaining more weight. What the heck is going on? Trust me, friend. I see you. I had some fat come on this past year, and I'm like, whoa. (laughs) But wait, I'm lifting weights. I'm paying attention to what I'm eating. Am I, though? Sometimes we have to take a hard look to actually see what we're doing. It's one of the things I have my clients do when we first start working together in our one on one coaching is let's just have some awareness when was the last time you tracked your food do you even know what you're consuming it's just like a bank account it's not it's not a negative thing to do it's actually really smart if you want to buy a new car you want to buy a house you want to go on vacation you're probably going to take a look at your bank account and say okay this is how much we have to spend or oh you know what, I'd like to reach this goal. We don't have quite enough yet, so I have to work this way in order to reach this goal. Having that awareness, just taking a look, is going to give you then the path and the power to make a choice and a decision. It's just making a data-driven decision because if we have the data over the last two weeks to say, hey, I'm consuming this much. This is what's happening with my weight. Then we can decide what we want to do based on that information. Instead of just trying something crazy, like a juice cleanse, like prepackaged foods, like weird shake diets, and hoping that it works, let's have more data so then you can know how to proceed. When we are in this place of hormonal changes, I will not lie to you right now, it is not as easy as it was in your 20s and 30s. It's not. And I want you to feel seen on that. But it's certainly not impossible. We just have to be strategic. What does that mean? Guess what? We got a strength train, friend. It's really important to ask our muscles to get stronger as we get older. And it's never too late. I know you may have fear. Listen, I cried in the parking lot when I joined the gym last October. Yep. Multiple times, not just once. I would go into that gym. I didn't know how to use the equipment. I was fumbling around, looked a fool. That's the story I was telling myself, by the way. Nobody really cared what I was doing. Nobody's looking at me like that, okay? Instead, I said, you know what? Today's day one, and this might feel uncomfortable right now, not only physically, but emotionally. My ego's a little bruised but it's only going to go up from here. I'm going to have more knowledge the next time I come in here. I'm going to have more confidence the next time I step through these doors because I showed up today. So let's keep moving forward. The other thing that was critical is I had hired a coach. I hired accountability to support me. Not just to make sure I would go. I'll I'll go. But to make sure that What I'm doing is going to be not just the path that I need to walk, but that I feel supported on that path. Everybody is worthy of asking for support. I know what I'm doing in certain regards, but there are other people who are professionals who know way more than I do, especially when it comes to lifting. You might look at my account and be like, oh my gosh, Jacqueline, she certainly looks like she knows how to lift. And sure, I do but there's a lot of things that I didn't know how to do when I first started with my coach this past fall. He asked me to do something different. And I did. And it was scary. It was scary. It was exciting. I was nerve-cited. And I thought, okay, well, guess what? What I'm doing is not working. So we did something different. Four months later, four quick months later, my muscle has changed. I know that I have more strength underneath the current body composition that I have, and I'm so excited to reveal it with this fat loss phase, which is going well, by the way. I'm I'm really appreciating where I'm at. I'm two weeks in, and a lot of times people will be like, whoa, where's the changes? The changes are I feel great. The changes are I have less inflammation, less fluff. The changes are that I feel more comfortable in my clothes, in my spandex. Yeah, those are huge non-scale victories. There are scale victories too, absolutely. But right now, I'm focusing on how I'm feeling the most. Scale matters, measurements matter, how close fit matter. All of those things are shifting and changing. But I'll, t- I'll tell you this right now, that first two, four, six weeks, you feel like you're doing all this work. And you feel like it's just like that engine's getting revved, but it's not quite into gear. Because you feel like you want to all of a sudden lose lose all the weight and then be done within four weeks. And it doesn't happen that way because it didn't happen overnight, that weight coming on. So we stay consistent and we see it in a sustainable light. Now, if you're doing something that you cannot see yourself doing in three, six, nine, twelve, eighteen 12, 18 months, years from now, I'm going to ask you to hit the pause button, friend. What has to change in order for you to feel like it's something you can do for your life? And maybe you don't know what that is because all you've ever done is hopped around hoping somebody had an answer with the quick fixes. I know I did. But when I really said I need to make a change, who can help me in this, and then asking for that support, game changed. So to recap, Cardio is not our best answer. Walking and strength training is. You cannot spot reduce body fat. Body fat decides where it's going to come off, usually top down, bottom up for the ladies. Okay. Again, that strength training, you building muscle is going to be one of the best things you could do for your overall health in general, but especially your number one superpower when it comes to fat loss. There is no magical food that will help you burn any kind of belly fat. Nope does not exist it's a calorie deficit and yes it is more challenging to lose body fat and change your body composition after 40 with hormonal changes but it's certainly not impossible and the best thing you could do is ask for support in the form of coaching so you don't feel like you have to go it alone if you found this episode helpful maybe you could share it with a friend who's struggling because they're bouncing around to all these different things, hoping that something will stick. Instead of just following a structured plan that they could follow and be consistent with and see the changes that they want, that'll be lasting. As always, thank you for tuning in to the Live Well with Jacqueline podcast. Have a great day.